Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen, back for another Astro Alert, and happy 2023. I have missed you all, and I've definitely missed bringing you these podcast episodes. I took a two-week break, but of course, my life did not slow down, uh, especially with Mars and Gemini still, but um, it was a good break. I will say I took my kids to New York City, spent some time with family. I don't know. I do enjoy the holidays. I'm definitely a holiday um, whore. (laughs) I can say that. Uh, I want to take the reminder, the time, to remind everyone to subscribe, rate, review, follow. Again, thank you, those of you who have been doing that for the last three years, who have been supporting me and getting this podcast out there. You guys have been helping me more than you know. That's the best way to help this podcast out right now. And if you want more updates, uh, daily updates, please check out my social media, Cosmic Colleen, one C across the board. I definitely would get me on TikTok and then... um, Instagram. You know, I sit with this. I channel the energy of the week. I write out everything. But when I'm out there living these transits and I'm talking with clients, I see new and different ways that these might show up. So I usually then post about that on social media. So again, so you want to stay updated, definitely follow me on all of that. Thank you everyone on my social media who comments, um, uh, lets me know what's happening in your life, like, shares, all that gets that out there. I have a couple of Mercury retrograde stories that some of my listeners have shared with me and have allowed me to share. We're going to wait for that at the end of the episode, though. So on this week, we're going to be talking about Mars stationing direct in Gemini, yay, on the 12th, which is Thursday, I believe. Um, Saturday the 14th, Venus will square Uranus retrograde. I'm going to also today, kicking off the week, we have Monday, we got Venus trine Mars. So, and then I'm going to share the awareness I have gained since Mars retrograde had squared my natal moon in the first house. And I'm going to also share the Mercury retrograde story so far. Now, we are still in retrograde until January 18th, but I hope it hasn't been too bad for everyone. I know last week, whoo, what was it? Um, um, I was sharing a lot about what we could expect this past weekend's full moon in Cancer opposite Mercury retrograde. But things definitely were stopped, installed. However, in some ways, um, maybe we had some open flowing with communication with someone that we normally didn't. I had that with my mother. Again, I'll wait to share about that at the end of the end of this episode because that's a longer story. Okay. So Venus, trine Mars. We woke up this morning. We probably started feeling it last night. And we'll definitely feel this vibe well into Thursday morning. Um, but it's again, it's kicking off the rest of the week and Thursday, Mars stations direct. So we can have New ways of implementing creative work. Maybe you weren't feeling the creative juices or you weren't sure which avenue you wanted to take it. And now you are like, okay, actually, I know how I want to implement my um, creative endeavors, services. Um, We also can finally be disciplined again with work, especially when it comes to the creative pleasures. Or maybe we're finally able to quit something um, that has been holding us back from working hard or towards um, our goal in life. Uh, We're going to be harnessing our energy and trying to find harmony in ourselves, find joy. We're going to choose joy and harmony over um, anger and destruction this week. We will have ease and flow with disagreements, and we're also going to be more open-minded to new ways of action. Uh, The creative energy will be flowing, and you'll be wanting to work on your aesthetic and actually feel 
ready to take charge there. For instance, it's a, it's a new year, so what's the number one thing everyone always goes for? That is losing weight and or changing their body appearance in some way. I went to spinning yesterday. I've been doing Soul Cycle. That's something I've been doing since I took a break from here. I've done maybe five classes. And of course, it was like unbelievable. Yesterday morning, I've gone Sundays these last couple of weeks, but yesterday's Sunday class was packed. There wasn't one bike open. And I'm like, oh, it's the first Sunday. <laughs> I guess it was the second Sunday um, of the new year. And so like you're ready to work on your aesthetic. You're ready to make changes. You're like, I'm ready to lose those 20 pounds or I'm ready to get my skin clear. And I'm only saying that because I have all this chin acne right now for my IUD <laughs> and it sucks. It sucks. It does. So I'm trying to get that under control. Um, either way, we're going to wake up, we're going to feel ready. And this will be the beginning of feeling like we're headed towards the right direction with our drive and our plan. Mars moved into Gemini. It started to shake up our minds back, if we're good and bad, uh, back in August. It moved into Gemini and then it started retrograding. Now remember, it retrogrades every two and a half years. So when Mars retrogrades, it retro, I mean, it definitely, you'll feel it. However, if you go back to one of my older episodes, I made a prediction that the hard stuff that will be coming up with this Mars retrograde will actually feel quite mutable. It will be, you'll be able to change, shift. If anything hard happened, it won't feel quite permanent or maybe your feelings around it aren't so permanent or you're ready to um, let go of it. That is one of the luxuries, you could say, in a way of having this an immutable sign versus when it was in Aries. I know I had some endings that still never came back and definitely didn't come back with this Mars retrograde. So remember that if you had some rough, harder times with this Mars retrograde, um, those things won't be so permanent and your mindset around it won't be so permanent. You'll be able to shift. So now Mars will station direct in Gemini and move forward and it will be in Gemini until March. What did I, what's, I can't remember the exact date. I had it, but I can't find it. I think it's like March 20th maybe, or maybe it's March 5th. I know that's so off. Um, I just had it written down. I could look at my calendar, but anyway, so we are now moving forward with confidence and understanding and more confidence in our shadows, right? Mars is the shadow activator. And I talked about that many times. Mars activates the not so happy parts of ourselves. And in Gemini, it will tend to bring out a little bit of a manipulation. It will bring out a little bit of mind trickery, Um those, all those good things that happen when Mars is in Mercury, we shift our minds. And sometimes, you know, we can uh, not see our best mental selves um, come out. But it slowed down. Mars is, when Mars retrogrades, it also um, slows down our action plan, especially having the thinking, the communication sign of Gemini. So all of a sudden, we went into limbo and we didn't even realize what we were thinking or doing. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about this limbo. Because one of my followers, and she has a lot of great astrology stuff too, she commented on one of my Instagram videos. Um, it is Her name is High Magnetic Flux, and she always has a lot of great input. And she had said on one of my Mars and Gemini videos the other day, she said that she feels like a lot of limbo relationships will end, which I will agree. And to tag, more, I agree big time. And that really got me thinking about limbo. And I'm like, yes, well, we, um, Mars was retrograding. Mars is the planet of taking action, making decisive decisions. We were in limbo. 
And then having it in the mutable double-sided sign of Gemini, we kept going back and forth. Not really wanting to take action yet because we didn't really know which action we wanted to take. We didn't even know um, we didn't even know how, how to go about it. We couldn't even get our mind focused on it. And we kept going back and forth. So again, we didn't have the action plan. We couldn't, and we couldn't even focus on one because again, we didn't know which direction to take it. And Mars and Gemini will definitely kind of, you know, change up fast, you know, and one day you feel, oh good, I'm ready. I know exactly what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to move forward. And then the next day you're like, wait, I'm back in limbo. I don't know if that's really how I want to move forward. Is that really what I'm supposed to do? Um, But now when we when it moves forward and moves direct, we'll be able to make that decision. We'll not see the limbo anymore. We'll finally see where we need to take action and we will be able to step in the right direction. So whether that, you know, look to where your Gemini whole sign house is. You know, I do uh, Hellenistics, a whole sign house. What house does Gemini rule? What does that mean? And what is happening there with that? And so you will be moving forward with a decision, you will be moving forward in the right direction. And I think these next three months, while Mars finish, finishes out its time in Gemini, you will be taking those action steps towards it and you will no longer be in limbo. So again, whether that's career, which has been mine, whether that's relationships, whether it's been family, whether it's just been your own personal self-evolution, um, there will maybe as friends as well, the answers are coming. There will be no more limbo for now. <laughs> the planets shift and you get back to limbo um, in some other area of your life. But for now, you will be making those decisions. You'll be taking action and you will be moving ahead. Again, I think that when Mars first entered Gemini, it got a little chaotic, a little wild, a little spicy and a little crazy. And then I think retrograde I amped it up by slowing it down and making us all sort of confused. And now it's finishing out with a brand new um, mindset, a brand new action plan, and we will be moving forward with a lot of momentum. And again, we're really going to be feeling that the end of this week, the beginning of this week, we will, we will, but more so like we feel like things are finally coming to a more joyful, harmonious end um, and understanding. Like I said, the hard stuff that happened during this Mercury retrograde won't feel so permanent. If some shit happened over these last two months, some arguments, some fights, some changes, some shifts in yourself, you really like probably don't feel that upset about it. Or you took what Mercury loves. Mercury loves to evolve their own mind. So you used it to find strength in yourself. You used it to finally look at some bullshit in yourself. I know I did. And and, and you were able to look at it more open-minded because it was in Gemini and you were able to say, you know what, you're right. I got to change that. I can't be doing that. I can't be doing that same shit over and over again. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about how Mars retrograde, um, showed up in my life. <laughs> so Mars was retrograding and as it was moving slow, going backwards, um, before it started retrograding, crossed over and squared my natal moon in the first house, which is conjunct my AC, um, in Virgo. And then it, um, went back and the whole half of the retrograde pretty much squared my moon in what, in either direction, you know, three degrees ahead, three degrees after. So half the retrograde, it was squaring my moon. And I will tell you, it was really interesting because 
For me, it really showed up as a parent. Um, where do I lack in parenting and how do I need to be a better parent to my kids? And that not, doesn't necessarily mean uh, what kind of parent did I need, <laughs> right? I think sometimes we parent our kids, which is, is right. It's not wrong, but it's definitely right um, in some degrees. We parent our kids the way we thought that we needed or we should have. And sometimes that's not right. Correct. You know, they may be half of our DNA, but they're also someone else's DNA. And we might see us in our children, but that doesn't mean that they need or want the same, you know, sort of discipline and came up in discipline with me. I'll elaborate a little bit more. But through that, I was also dealing with some conflict resolution with my with my mother and going back and forth. So it was really interesting. Any of the fights I got into, like I said, with my mom or my kids, um, with that Mars retrograde, it was very mutable because it was happening in mutable signs. We were able to get over it, forget about it. But in, but I don't just usually forget about it. I try to, like a good Virgo, internalize the, the lesson and figure out how to self-evolve myself um, into perfection. So... When mom, what I realized with my children, right? And I'm a single mom. Now, I don't like to claim the single mom title because I have so much help. You know, the grandparents watch the kids when I'm working. My kids do go to their dad's house. But when I'm here, it's just me. I don't have a nanny. I don't have anyone help. I don't have a maid. I don't have anybody helping me with me and my kids the five days a week that I have them um, in and out of life. Again, my the grandparents are older. They help with work. So, so it can be chaotic. I mean, I got two crazy boys. If you follow me on social media, you see them. We're all over the place. And, I, and I'm like a dominant female. So what I realized is after... Maybe three serious fights where my I had it up to here with my kids. Like they're crazy, they're running around, they're not listening. I'm, you know, doing a million things at home, trying to figure a million things out in life. And there was maybe three instances where I snapped. Like I literally snapped on my children. And, you know, afterwards it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. And I know when I snap that my kids aren't hearing anything, right? They're not. I mean, I think to a degree, it's it's good for boys to be a little scared. I mean, my boys need to be a little bit scared of me because they're kind of dominant creatures themselves. But at the same time, like the length and the words and the way I went about it really didn't actually solve the solution. You know, it didn't bring the solution. It didn't solve anything. And in fact, it made me feel worse. It made me feel guilty. It made my kids feel bad about themselves. All of these things that I realized didn't work. So... For me, through those hard lessons, through the fighting, through the yelling, through the things that didn't make me feel good as a mom, I learned what was the biggest principle I learned here, spiritual principle, patience and non-reaction. What I realized, my kids need more than me screaming, which obviously it's going to still happen. I'm not perfect at that. And kids can really piss you off. Trust me. If you have kids, you know exactly what I'm saying. But what I learned is for the majority of it, I need patience and non-reaction. Oftentimes when I am reacting big to my children, it's often because something else is happening in my life. And so one of two ways, I have to really be conscious what I've learned of separating it. I need to do what I need to do before I walk into that house to let go. Or 
I have to walk away and say, Colleen, you're more upset because this is happening over here, not because your kids are wrestling on the couch. You're just using that as a vessel to take your anger out. (laughs) Because if you're in a good mood, sometimes you can just ignore the fact that your kids are wrestling on the couch. And so I said to myself, this is a very simple lesson. I've done a lot of praying over this retrograde, saying prayed almost every night. I go into my kid's bedroom when they're sleeping. I check on them every night anyways, and I'd say, please, please, universe, God, allow me to show up and be the parent that my children need, right? Again, we think that we need to parent our kids the way we needed, but no, we need to parent them the way they needed. And I said, please allow me to do that and show me the way. And what came to me almost instantly was patience and non-reaction. To almost anything, because the stupid shit doesn't matter. And so it has been hard. Again, the kids are, you know, kids will test your patience. I, I think I posted this quote that said, you lose your mind, but find your soul with kids, which that could not be any truer. And I have learned when my kids do, um, you know, they make certain noises. They fight each other. They can be disrespectful. They're loud. They don't listen. All the things that are actually normal for kids to do and grow through. I've been able to stop, you know, I'm saying when my kids are having, sometimes I'll meet my children with that same like, that never worked. And so stop. I'll say to myself in my head, have patience. This is a learning curve for him. This is just something he's going through. It's not related and do not react. And guess what? Each time I've been able to do that, like the beginning was rough of Mars retrograde, but I would say these last two weeks coming out of Mars retrograde, I've been really able to practice, you know, patience and non-reaction in a big way. And prior to this Mars retrograde, I was not aware where I needed to practice this patience and non-reaction, right? Like I know that's a huge spiritual principle of patience and and having a non-reaction will free you from most things in your mind and in stress. However, I didn't see the ways I still needed it. And then through these Mars retrograde, I saw how I needed to change and shift and seeing myself without patience and, and having major reactions, almost kid-like reactions, I was able to say, whoa, Colleen, you got to put a pause on that and you got to figure out a different solution because this is not working. And then this will actually be detrimental to my children in the future. I'm a big component of healing and working with my kids now because if I don't help my kids figure themselves out now, I promise you I will be... I'll be helping them when they're 20 in and out of rehabs and shit like that because that was my story, right? And um, again, I know they won't be doing any of that, but what I'm saying is if we don't heal and help our children understand things now, we definitely will be forced to in the future when they don't know how to handle life. So it has been a lot of non-reaction and patience, you know, and it added to it squaring my moon. It also conjoined my son in Gemini. So again, there was a lot of Mars activating that. And, um, and I feel like just non-reaction, right? Mars brings reaction, but just not having reactions anymore. And with my mother, We'll never be perfect. I always say she's one of my most beautiful yet toxic relationship in my life, relationships in my life, and we're always together, yet we want to be separate half the time. And we were able to, again, through my non-reaction to her, we've been able to really have um, some really awesome harnessed, uh, I mean, harnessed in love conversations and experiences. Honestly, last week when we were leading up to the full moon, and she's a Cancer rising, opposite um, Mercury retrograde, sometimes Mercury retrograde will have us 
being able to communicate freely with someone that we normally don't. Normally, we don't meet. And my mother and I have a lot of opposites in our chart, so our communication does not ever match eye to eye. Not always. Not a lot. However, last week, we were we spent hours. She spent the night at my house a couple nights, and we spent hours like with open, free-flowing communication talking about life and ourselves. It was really kind of beautiful. It really worked out in that way. Um, and I was able to to be open with her and and that allowed me to gain a even deeper bonding and understanding of her which will allow me to not react again you know I heard some stuff about her life she heard some stuff about my life we didn't know and we were able to communicate freely Ooh, I think that a lot of Mars and retrograde uh, Mars retrograde but Mars and Gemini is about communicating um communicating instead of sabotaging your communications oftentimes we sabotage relationships we sabotage friendships jobs all those things because of because of lack of communication and mars and gemini can make us uh fire up it can make us mad and fire up but sometimes you need to get mad you need to create the fire to get beyond a boundary so Maybe now a lot of us will have gotten beyond a stuck communication boundary and and it might have come as like an ugly fight or ugly tears or you just sick of your own bullshit. But now you're ready to move forward with that um, openness, if that makes sense. Non-reaction as a mother, you know, that's hard. But honestly, the more and more I do it, the more patient I am, It the easier it is. And and in response, these last two weeks, they've been better behaved. They really have. They've been better behaved with just me coming with patience and non-reaction to all the stupid bullshit that they bring. Because <laughs> kids do. They bring a lot of bullshit. I love it. It's like, it's like a messy human, you know? It's a raw version of us coming through this world who can still feel, heal, and see, but has none of the understanding that we do. So no wonder kids are all over the place with all these different reactions. And so we have to teach children how to be calm, right? That's something else I realized, right? My kids are, if they see me always reacting like this to them, they're going to end up taking this and um, using it. That's how they'll end up using it in the future. And they'll be freaking out. And they and then no, no shit doesn't even get done. <sighs> if that makes sense. I feel like I went on one of my Gemini rambles there. Okay. So now the end. Uh, oh, what's happening? What else did I skip? Oh, yeah. So uh, Vita squared Uranus retrograde. Uh, next on Saturday this weekend, I think that it can definitely bring, um, I don't know, sudden shifts in our joy, but more so, um, how are we finding it and what really brings us joy? Almost like, again, I love to look at Venus, not for love, but all things pleasure and joy. And maybe all of a sudden we wake up on Saturday and maybe you like to have mimosas Saturday morning and all of a sudden, you know what? I don't want this mimosa anymore. This doesn't really bring me that much joy. I don't know why I drink mimosas on Saturday morning, but I'm not happy about it. Like some sort of shift there where uh, you realize something maybe is more detrimental or just no longer serving you in the ways that you need to be served or understood. So you might have a sudden twist of mind, you should say, and, and twist, of, twist of joy, twist of pleasure. Okay, so let's talk about a Mercury retrograde story. I have a longtime listener and friend, and she shared with me her Mercury retrograde experience over the weekend. 
And, you know, Mercury retrograde in Capricorn definitely has made things stall and stop for long periods of times. It's not something that will have a quick changeover. It's going to be a while. And so she said this weekend um, her PDFs at work were not downloaded. Somehow the um, the computer, which she always uses, had somehow switched, which it did, you know, something in the file switched, which she did not. And it took her two hours to figure this out. Um, she had someone who was going on and on on her TikTok, even though she kept saying, I understand your point of view. We have two different point of views, but they wouldn't stop. So she ended up having to block them. Then she had a discussion with a friend that I'm guessing didn't go well because she has not talked to that friend since then. And then she had to block a guy that was trying to ask her out all this weekend. So you see a lot of blocks and stops there. That's what happens, especially in the sign of Capricorn, Mercury retrograde, blocks and stops. Now, for me, I had this weekend, I think with the full moon, I'm planning my son's birthday party and he's an Aquarius. He's at the end of January. But of course, I'm like, oh, I don't need to plan it until like after Christmas. And then what the hell? It's like January 6th. So I go to plan it and this weekend and we're, I tell my kid's father to go do it online and then I'm like, you know what, wait, don't like we looked at the prices. I'm like, wait until after tomorrow, because tomorrow is the full moon opposite Mercury retrograde. So I don't want to book this then. He's like, OK, whatever. You know, he just goes with whatever I say. But he gives a little pushback. He's like, oh, do you really think blah, blah, blah. So yesterday I'm like, OK, let's go book this online birthday party. And we go online to book. It's not on, it's in person. And literally, and we've looked today, I looked, the location, it's at round one, is not showing up. So the extant location is not showing up for him or I. So here we go, right there. I waited to try to stop a problem. I thought I wouldn't. And the problem ended up becoming worse. Now, yesterday and today, we can't even, there's no location. The location for it, is, and it's not just that day. We had looked other days. The location literally is not even on the website right now. So I don't know what happened there. I'm going to go tonight and figure that out. But I'm like, great. I thought I was saving myself issues with this party by not doing it on the full moon opposite Mercury retrograde. Turns out I just made shit a little bit worse. So hopefully the birthday party gets all figured out. I know last week uh, when the full moon was happening, I was walking to work and at the train station, you know, people were like using their debit cards to keep load money on their train card or whatever. And literally both people at the thing were like, oh my God, my card's not working. They're like talking aloud. Why isn't my card working? Why isn't my card working? I got to the salon and my first client was like, oh my God, Park Mobile. It's like the parking app or whatever. That's not working. Why isn't this working? Another thing isn't working. I want our salon radio was shut down. Like, Again, I always say to people, you want to say that astrology isn't real, just pay attention to your surroundings. So, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast and you're still made it through the whole way to the end, you believe in astrology. So this is what you need to tell people who don't believe in it or say stuff to you. Just pay attention to your surroundings when you know a transit is happening. Pay attention to that wonky energy you're feeling that day and then go look it up online. And I guarantee you, you're going to find something happening in astrology. That's all I got to say about that. Whew, this feels like a good first episode back. 26 minutes. I wasn't sure how long it was going to be, but it's not as long as I thought. Um, I hope that uh, everyone is having a great year. This is my theme for this year. I didn't talk about it yet. I was going to put on my social media, but this is my theme. This is what you need to tell yourself. It doesn't fucking matter. None of this shit matters. None of the shit you worry about, none of the shit you're worried about today 
doesn't matter. I promise you that. So you're going to save yourself a lot of mental hardship by just stopping in the moment and say, it doesn't fucking matter. Any of the shit you're worried about, literally probably 90% doesn't matter. So I don't know who needs to hear that, but make that your theme for 2023. It doesn't fucking matter. All right. I love you guys so much. Have a good week. I'll be back next week.